0: You are listening to Creating Phenomenal for Your Life, episode number 19, Disconnection. This is Creating Phenomenal for Your Life. I'm your host, Dina George, MD, a lover of learning, a life and weight loss coach, and a family medicine doctor. This podcast is about mindset. What contributes to a life that thrives versus one that is stuck? We'll talk about many things, some related to coaching, some related to health, and some related to your questions, thoughts, and prompts. The ultimate goal of this podcast is to celebrate where we're at and give form to where we're going in our perfectly imperfect journey to a phenomenal life, and give high fives along the way. Thanks for being here. Welcome back. It's such an exciting time of the year. This weekend, we actually have real fall weather in Texas. Like real, nice, pretty, clear skies. Amazing. And it's almost Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving in the US. These are things occurring in the next four weeks. There's also a rumor floating around that the football team is going to playoffs. I'll keep you posted on that one. Successes. Are you ready? the podcast has reached 1000 downloads. 1000. So cool. So thankful. Thank you for sharing the podcast. I really appreciate it. Keep doing it. (laughs) Today's podcast is talking about the value of disconnection. It sounds kind of weird, right? But stay with me. We're going to look at disconnection through the lens of disconnecting from old beliefs Disconnecting from old patterns in a relationship, disconnecting from habits or current patterns. And it sounds obvious, right? Like, of course, we want to disconnect from that which isn't serving us well or serving others well. But are you doing it consistently? Are you recognizing when and where you're not doing it? The fuel for this podcast came from a recent conversation with someone who's cleaning out their contact list. And they're doing it in a very intentional and respectful way. Like they're offering to connect first, and if there's either no response or a lukewarm response, then they're choosing to disconnect. So essentially, they're fertilizing the relationships that are either growing or have the potential to, and they're acknowledging the ones that are not, that are complete, and letting them go. As an overthinker, the idea of disconnecting can really induce some fear. like. What am I going to lose? What's going to happen if I disconnect? What if I can't get it back or have it again? I was sitting in a coffee shop recently connected to the Wi-Fi and wanted to change over to a secure network, and the computer popped up a message that said, are you sure you want to disconnect? Those same thoughts kind of went through my mind, and it required an answer. That one was easy. Yes, of course. Our mind doesn't automatically want to clean out the old stuff. Or tell us that we are disconnecting to move to something new. And it doesn't ask us in advance or even advise us that maybe we could or that we should choose something else. So there's no button to click to erase the old or the outdated or the unuseful or perhaps sabotaging old ways. Instead, our mind just likes to hold on to those same beliefs and regurgitate them over and over again throughout our lives. And there may be different nuances or updates or flavors or focus, but it's really the same stuff. Remember that stuff that's designed to keep us the same, keep us safe and familiar. And if there's great stuff in your mind that's consistently just going through your mind, your operating system is amazing and you're unique and rare. (laughs) If you're like me, and dare I say like many people, then the stuff that gets replayed gets old, and it's pretty unmotivating. So, disconnection. The first step toward creating a new life out of our old life, or our current life. How do you travel a new path? You stop traveling the old path, like you stop even seeing it as an option. That's disconnection. You push your mind into creating that new path and then to take it, do it, refine it, make it work. A few podcasts ago, I talked about the process of cleaning out my closet. So the intention behind that action was to move from good to phenomenal and passing not only through great, but passing beyond it. That's disconnection. And specifically, it's disconnection from the old belief that good is good enough, from the fear, like the fear that comes from thinking about more. And I don't know, is it okay? Is it okay to want more or to ask for more? why isn't this enough? Disconnection from guilt, like the guilt of not wearing or using a gift or disappointing a gift giver, or maybe guilt associated with wanting more in life or thinking about the money that was spent or the time that seemed wasted. You'll notice that this is why we don't clean our closets and it's why our lives really don't change because to declutter in a meaningful way which really means a lasting way. We have to, here's the five steps. Number one, be open to change. Number two, allow ourselves to be uncomfortable. Number three, accept that thoughts are gonna be triggered. Ones that we don't like, ones that are gonna create some feelings we'd rather not have. Number four, bring in massive amounts of compassion. And number five, make the decision to disconnect from the old. So we're not talking about what to change our beliefs to or what to do differently or how to think differently, because none of that matters. We're only talking about the first step. So the first step and what matters is that we are disconnecting from the old way. We're choosing to see that it's not relevant. It's not helpful. And it's not serving us or others well. So let's look back at the closet. It doesn't matter what we're going to purchase or acquire or put in there in the future. It only matters that we take the first step to remove the clutter and to create space. So at this moment, if we focus on what to believe or what is possible, what we're really doing is distracting our minds from the work of disconnection. And there is work. I'm not even going to fool you. It's work that only you can do. And saying the word work, it doesn't mean it's going to be hard or take a long time, but it does mean it's work. It's going to take attention and focus and intention too. All right, so let's look at it another way. When people don't like what they're thinking, there can be an immediate desire to switch it around and maybe to start practicing something new. But it's hard to hold on to opposing thoughts at the same time. Here's an example. Let's say that I am creating something new, like a new business. On one hand, I may think, I don't know where my first client is going to come from. This isn't going to work. And on the other hand, I may think, this is amazing. I'm creating my own business and it's going to be awesome. You'll notice those opposing thoughts, right? It's like taking our brain on a field trip to chaos. One day we're up, we believe it, we work on it. The next day we're down. Why did we have that dumb idea? Why did we waste time or money into something that's not going to happen? There's a term for this. It's called cognitive dissonance. Sounds pretty professional, right? So note, I grew up in a hardworking blue-collar family, and we didn't use professional language. We didn't use the language that made us feel good or smart. We used language like, you're all over the place, no wonder you want to quit. So holding inconsistent thoughts is unnecessary and distracting and does not lead us to our goal. So let's only focus on disconnecting. And because we're playing more in the podcast, it's time for a list. With just the information that we've covered so far, where do you know with certainty that disconnection will serve you well? Is it a relationship or something within that relationship Is it a habit or an environment or an emotion? What came up instantly? Like what's been nagging at you? We're going to continue to play. So now list three more things where disconnection will serve you well. And I've got a category for each one. In the first one, focus on a relationship. What within that relationship will disconnection serve you and the other person well? And it can be any aspect of the relationship that you choose. So any dynamic, anything. Okay, the second one on our list. In your work, it doesn't matter if it's paid or unpaid, at home or somewhere else, where will disconnection serve you and the work that you do well? And the third one, it's your to-do list. What on that list is it time to disconnect from? Seriously, look at your list. You're listening to this podcast for a reason, usually because you want to slow down or reduce the amount of mental clutter or maybe stop overthinking or find more meaning. So let's do that. Take a look at your to-do list and what stands out as time for disconnection. I'm going to pause for a moment. Feel free to pause this podcast as well. So take time and list those four things that come up for you around disconnection. The first one, that's the immediate one that came to mind. The second one, in a relationship, where is disconnection needed? The third one is in your work. And the fourth one is your to-do list. So what did this exercise bring up for you? Like what thoughts or feelings? What do you immediately want to do? (laughs) Sometimes we want to run and fix something. Here's what's funny, and it may have happened to you. No action has been taken. Like, nothing in your life has changed, you haven't done anything differently, but just starting the process of thinking about something can make the mind want to freak out. So the mere suggestion can just throw your mind into a spin. If it happened to you, you're not alone. The only way to really, truly change your life is to think differently. And this is where most people get stuck. It's stuck due to the inability to manage the discomfort and there is discomfort with questioning our old thoughts and practices. Okay, going back to our list. So, here are two examples from my list. First is the immediate, like no question, I have to save. It's an old belief. My husband and I have a small amount in our budget for each other, and that's to spend freely, like no questions asked. This is yours, this is mine. And I hold on tightly to mine, very tightly. Even that is an understatement. Disconnection from that belief and really the feeling of scarcity that it creates will serve me well. The second one, this one is a relationship and specifically it's with my son. There's some default thinking that comes up at times that he's not listening and he doesn't care. And when it comes up, I just want to act on it. And I do so with less than my best self. Ultimately, I know that it's not true because he shows up at times in a profound way that shows that he both listens and cares and it blows me away. Disconnecting from that default thinking or those assumptions that come up, I know it's going to serve both of us well. So what did you come up with? Of your list of four, now pick one. It doesn't matter which one, just pick one from your list. Your mind is going to want to indulge a little and say, well, which one's the best one or the right one or which one's going to help me the most? It doesn't matter. Override that thinking and pick one. Do not get distracted. And on your paper, write down the one you chose. Where will disconnection serve you well? All right, so back to my example. Disconnection, the belief that I have to save. Note what your disconnection is from. Is it from an action, a belief, a thought, A pattern or process, a feeling? What is it? List it out. The reason for this part of the exercise is so that we can trace it back to the thinking because we want to know what we're starting with. Digging deeper into thinking, so we're using the example or the belief I have to save. Here's the thinking What if I make the wrong decision or I don't like it after I get it home? What if there's something better and I didn't wait long enough? What if I can't afford it, or I really wanted to buy something else and now I've wasted money? Can you see that for me to be successful with this disconnection, I really have to address that thinking? I have to stop buying into it and believing that it's true and finding safety in those same patterns. So, specifically, I have to stop believing that I can make a wrong decision. I have to stop believing that I have to be perfect in every decision. Because you'll notice I'm making no decisions now. I have to stop believing that there's always something better. And finally, I have to stop believing that there's not enough. Take a deep breath. Like the one that we practiced in episode 18. Fill up your lungs. Hold it for a moment. Let it out in an uncontrolled way. And imagine for me. Using these examples, if I stop believing those four things, how much mentally lighter will my life be? How much space is going to open up? Talk about serious decluttering. Those thoughts are taking up a lot of space and providing no value. Imagine what opens up if I no longer believe that I'll make the wrong decision. If I no longer even consider that I won't like something after I purchase it. If I stop believing, there's always something better. And if I stop believing, there's not enough. Notice I don't have to look for new beliefs. I don't have to try and believe something that may be uncomfortable or foreign. I just need to clean out these old beliefs that are holding me back. One question alone offers so much. If I no longer believe I'll make the wrong decision... Look at what opens up immediately. Possibilities. Endless, awesome possibilities. Which may sound like I'm making the right decision. Or I trust myself. I have enough. In fact, I have plenty and I can share. Making decisions is amazing. I've got my own back. Disconnection first. Letting go. Knowing that there's a safety net below you. If you fall, you can pick yourself up. If there's an emotion that you don't like, you can handle it. You can work through it. There's no limit to the number of times that you can do this. And you will have to do it more than once. My old belief system, it's going to keep coming up. I'm going to choose to stop feeding it. So I hear this a lot. I have a hard time believing this new thing. It's because you still believe the old thing. And as long as the old thing is getting your time and attention, your new beliefs don't have a chance. No matter how pretty they are, no matter how many people support you or how strong your faith is, they don't stand a chance. So the process to disconnection, are you ready for this? Is the same as cleaning the closet. It's being open to change, allowing yourself to be uncomfortable. Accepting that thoughts will be triggered and you can handle it. It's bringing in massive amounts of compassion that has no limit. Really see and feel the abundance of it. And then it's seeing where the disconnection is needed and committing each time it comes up to letting it go. You can apply this to any area of your life. Whether it's your contact list in your phone, something at work, your relationships, maybe the relationship with worrying or overthinking. Everything can be opened up to disconnection. Disconnection is the road to peace. It's removing what we don't want by working through the thinking, seeing the emotions behind it, and working through it. It's creating space and inviting in possibility. And that is the precursor to a phenomenal life. Whew! You made it. We've talked about a lot today. I would love to hear your thoughts. You are always welcome to email me, dina at georgemdcoaching.com. I'm sending you a high five and all my best. I'll see you next time.